Again, we're glad you're here. It's good to see smiling faces. This world's got enough trouble. This world got enough drama. This world got enough bet. Don't need any more of that. We need it is good to be able to come together and just have a good time with each other. And now now look, not in a in some sacrilegious manner, not just for foolishness and things like that, but to really enjoy each other's company as we come uh, to honor the Lord. And certainly uh, we're thankful uh, that we can do that. And so I hope this afternoon, and you know, this is my last opportunity to preach to you this year. And some of you still got a little hide left that needs to be tore off. Don't don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. No, I, I really, I really, I mean, this, this, this is the last time uh, that we will gather together uh, in this calendar year. And, uh, you know, and as I, as I was praying about it, as I was uh, studying about this, you know, I, I really want to leave you with a smile on your face uh, at the end of the year. So this whole message, I'm going to preach about Brother Larry. And that'll leave a smile on your face. And he's just smiling. No, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We, we're, it's something that we all need. Uh, it's something that will help us all. But I, I want to show you uh, from the Word of God the joy that we can find uh, in this matter of uh, living for the Lord. And I, I don't, uh, again, I, I wrote it down, so I'm going to remind you, even though you don't need to be reminded, um, 2023 is rapidly winding down. If you're like me, you've already started practicing writing 24. Because, you know, some of you, it'll be May or June before you finally get there. I think we were here, I think we lived here probably, oh, I don't know, three years before I stopped writing Clearview Baptist Church on things and my Mississippi zip code. It was just, you know, kind of that ingrained you know, and Columbiana starts with a C. And wait a minute. And so and it was like just out it would come. It's when I uh, give you an example. When, I, uh, when, I'm, when I'm writing notes from the book of James, when I start typing J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N follows. <laughs> I didn't know there was a book of Jameson in the Bible. Um, I, I think that's the first and second opinions uh, that's there in the back. And, but uh, 2023 is one. I'm just trying to help you after that good joke that Brother Richard told us. If you believe it, he sent that to me in email the other day. My computer still doesn't work right. 2023 is about to close. And in just a few short hours, uh, the clock will hit midnight. Most of us will be fast asleep long before then. Just go ahead and say Amen. Miss Terry Teague told me on the way out, on her way out this morning, she said, thank you for saying that you were going to be in bed early. I won't feel so bad. I said that most of us will be. So, you know, that, that ball will drop again. You know, every year they take it back up to the top and it drops again. And okay, whoop, woohoo. 
but the year is, is going to end. And this morning we talked about tomorrow's unknown wonders. And this afternoon I want us to consider our first step into 2024. Now, before we look into the Word of God, and you can turn to Psalm 107 if you want to. Psalm 107. But before we look at this, certainly it would be a wonderful thing for you and I who are saved if Jesus returned before 2023 came to an end. (laughs) Oh my, (laughs) even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. But should His long-suffering continue and His return remain still a future confidence, what would be the best way for you and for me to enter this approaching year? Now, some would say that our first step into 2024 ought to be prayer, that we ought to pray first. And that's certainly a good thing to do. However, prayer is primarily for our own personal benefit. Others will say that we should take the first step into 2024 by reading your Bible first. And there's nothing wrong with reading your Bible. But again, that's primarily for your personal benefit also. Then there's a big group that says that we should panic first. That ought to be our first step into 2024. Have you seen the news? Have you looked at the culture? Have you been watching the politics and the poverty and the pandemics and the peril in this wicked world? Let me tell you, that doesn't help anybody. There's everything wrong with a mindset of panic. It benefits no one. It makes nothing better. It helps no one feel better, not even the one doing the panicking. But what does the Bible say about this? What we should do? What should our first step be as we would uh, enter uh, this new year? What, What would be the best way to start? So here's my title for this afternoon, Settled Principles for a Pleasant Start. Settled principles for a pleasant start. Look with me, Psalm 107, familiar to many of us. I want you to look with me, Psalm 107, verse number 8. I'm going to read verse number 8. And then the next three verses that we read, I want you to read them with me. So Psalm 107, verse number 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 15. Oh, that men would praise... You're supposed to be reading with me. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Wow, that's two times we've heard it. Verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Settled principles for a pleasant start. We've just been given a fourfold reminder that we'll look at here in a moment. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this opportunity that we have. Lord, certainly You didn't have to give us this opportunity to be here together. As we gather here today, 
Lord, we know there are some uh, that are able to be with us today that we didn't know that they'd even be here at the end of this year. Lord, we didn't know that we would be here at the end of this year, any one of us in here. But Lord, you know, you knew, and you've guided us to this place, and I pray that you'll help us from your word this afternoon. Lord, be with the ones that can't be with us. Our hearts go out to them. I pray that you'll work in every life as only you can work, Lord. And I pray that you'll help us. We look at this matter of some principles for a pleasant start this afternoon. Help us, we pray. Bless our time in Jesus' name. We ask these things. Amen. Amen. From our text, the right way to start this new year is praise. It's praise. In our text, we read four times the very same words. Verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, verse 31, all say, Oh, that men would praise the Lord. Look at, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. I believe the psalmist is making a point that we should not ignore. It does not say that we should praise the Lord. It says that we would Praise the Lord. Of course we should. The question is, will we honestly, truthfully, faithfully praise the Lord? But I want you to notice some things. Before we praise Him for His wonderful works to us, there's an aspect of praise that must come first. Go back to verse number 1. Psalm 107, verse number 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord... For He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Before we praise Him for His works, we must praise Him for His worth, His worthiness. Before giving praise for the what, we must give praise for the who. See it, oh, give thanks unto the Lord, not because He did good, not because He does good, not because He will again do good, no, because He is good. Now look at verse number 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Notice that the right start is found in the giving, not the getting. Thankful praise should always focus on God Himself first. So I want to challenge you to make this praise, this matter of praise, the last thing you do in 2023 and the first thing you do in 2024. But that brings a question. Why should we start our year? Why should we start our days? Why should we start uh, every day of our life with praise? Here's the answer. Because God is good. And He hears and He helps in times of despair and distress. Verse 6 Verse 13, verse 19, and verse 28. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them out of their distresses. But look, before that happened, before those verses show up, before the verses that we already read together show up, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth, Forever. I want you to consider His mercy with me. A few things here about His mercy. There's two outlines for you this afternoon. Here's the first one. As we consider His mercy. 
Number one, His mercy leads the right way to the right place. Why should we thank the Lord? Because He's good and His mercy endures forever. Why do we cry in our trouble? Why do we look to Him to deliver in distress? Because His mercy, His everlasting mercy, always leads the right way to the right place. Verse 7, And He led them forth by the right way. When did He do that? After verse 6, Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, He delivered them out of their distresses, verse 7, and He led them forth by the right way that they might go to a city of habitation. Look at verse 9. For He satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. We see about God's mercy that it leads the right way to the right place. But second, we see that His mercy lights the way and gives us life. Verse 14. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and break their bands in sunder. Verse 16. For he hath broken the gates of brass. Now, see, most of us just go on reading. We don't stop to think about that statement. For he hath broken the gates of brass. In the word of God, the metal brass always signifies judgment. Now, now, now go back and read it again. He hath broken the gates of judgment and cut the bars of iron. Wait a minute, stop. Iron in the Word of God always pictures bondage. For He hath broken the gates of judgment and cut the bars of bondage in sunder. You think there's a reason to praise the Lord? You think there's a reason to give thanks to the Lord? Hey, we lived under the judgment, under the weight, under the bondage of sin, but thanks be to God for His grace and for His enduring mercy that Jesus would come and live and die and shed His blood that we could be born again. You know, when I stand before God and when I stand before Christ at the judgment seat, I want you to know, friends, I'm not in judgment for my sins. And I'm no longer because of salvation in bondage because of my sins. But there is victory in Jesus. Hey, we can praise God. Because His mercy leads the right way to the right place. His mercy lights the way and gives us life. Third, His mercy gave His Son and His salvation. I got excited and got ahead of myself. His mercy gave His Son and His salvation. Look at verse 20. Look at verse 20. Can I tell you today, the Old Testament, the Old Testament always points to Christ. Always, always. You find it everywhere in the Old Testament. Verse 20, He sent His Word. Oh, wait a minute. John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He sent His Word. Why? And healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. 
Hey, if you're here and saved this afternoon, if you're not, you need to be saved. I can't stress that enough. But friend, if you're here and saved today, you don't face the awful condemnation of an eternal hell. You'll never spend one moment in that place. Thank God that we don't have to have the destruction that we deserve. But because of His everlasting mercy... We can be delivered. He gave His Son and His salvation. Verse 22, And let them, watch this, And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare His works with rejoicing. You just stop and think about that for a moment. We sing that song, Jesus paid it all. On the cross He finished the work that needed to be done to uh, now redeem us, to uh, pay our sin debt. Oh, I don't know about you, but every time I think of what the Lord uh, has done uh, to pay my sin debt and the Lord has done to provide me salvation, you know, the love that I didn't deserve and the, and the mercy that I didn't deserve and the grace that I didn't deserve and the forgiveness that I certainly didn't deserve and the long-suffering that I don't deserve. But when God has freely now poured that out upon me, what can I do but rejoice about His work? Let me give you the fourth one. His mercy gives us peace and promise. All here in the same psalm, we're considering God's mercy. Verse 29 and verse 30. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad because they be quiet, so He bringeth them unto their desired Haven. I said at the beginning, boy, it would be a great thing if the Lord was to return before the end of this year. Why? So that we could be in His presence. Do you realize that's the beauty of it? It it has nothing to do with escaping this world. It's, you know what? I I, I long to be in the physical presence of my Lord and Savior. You say, why? Because I want to give Him a great big hug. And thank Him for all He's done for me. But you see what that verse says? He bringeth them unto their desired haven. Verse 32, Let them exalt Him also in the congregation of the people and praise Him in the assembly of of the elders. As we gather here today as a congregation, as an assembly, what are we doing but lifting up high the name of Jesus and thinking about all that He's done and who that He is and the love and the praise and the thanks that we have for Him. Now, look at the closing verse of this psalm. Verse 43. Whoso is wise and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. It's wise to praise the Lord because He's worthy. And the more that you ponder Him and His work, the more you will understand how precious and praiseworthy He is. So i got a few more things I want to give to you. These principles here that are going to help you and help me see this new year have a pleasant start. Hey, now, now, despite the circumstances, 
of your life tomorrow, you can still have a a pleasant start to the year when you're in Christ. The circumstances do not define your reality. Jesus Christ does. You remember, it might be bad for a moment. It might be bad in the present. But thanks be to God, I'm a child of the King. And it won't always be this way. So some principles for you and for me that will not only help us have a pleasant start, watch this, if we follow these things in the wisdom uh, that the psalmist says, we can also have a pleasant finish if we're faithful to observe and keep observing these principles. Number one, this is why praise is so important. This is why it's talked about so much. We just saw what the mercy of God does for you and does for me. But think about now this principle of praise. Number one, praise reminds us of our heart's condition. Praise reminds us of our heart's condition. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 8, the Bible says, it's Jesus speaking, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Too often we're quick to say praise the Lord with our lips, but in our heart and in our lives, we're neither praising nor honoring Him. You know what that looks like? Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the world I oh, this song is too slow. <laughs> you were saying victory in Jesus, but on the inside you didn't feel the victory? On the inside you didn't think there was victory? Can I tell you, that affects the way you praise the Lord. And that, when you pay attention to it, reveals the condition of your heart. There is nothing. I mean, I I love the preaching of the Word of God. Don't, Don't get me wrong on that. But there is nothing in a song service that I enjoy more than to see people just rearing back with all they've got and letting it fly because they love the Lord and they want to honor Him. They're not worried about what somebody else thinks, but i got to praise You, Lord, so I'm going to sing with all that I've got. Why? Because He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy of our praise. When you find that you're in that place... And we all get there from time to time. You understand your spiritual batteries don't stay at 100% all the time. And if they do, you're not doing nothing. And that in and of itself, you leave a battery sit for long enough, it'll drain on its own or corrode and leak out the end or, you know, whatever. Well, never mind. We won't go on with that illustration. It came out. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, thank you, Brother Larry. Just move us on along there. Give, giving me the hurry it up here. Now, let's go back and talk about that now for a while. No. You know as well as I do, from time to time, we come to that place and there's not that joy in our heart when it's time to praise the Lord. 
Oh, we'll, we'll sing the songs about what God gives us. But when it comes to the songs that just lavish praise upon Him, and all of a sudden it's like, eh, yeah, whatever. And, and, and you know it's true. We hit those places. So praise is so vital because it helps us to see our heart's condition. Now, notice, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not picking on anybody today for, for the way you sing. That's, that's for you. you. You can evaluate that on your own. Because you know uh, when you sing, uh, you know what if you've got the, the joy bells ringing in your heart or not. Now I understand, and I'm not picking on anybody this afternoon because we ate before we came back up here. So right now it's not joy bells, it's heartburn. And, and, and I get that, and that, that, affects, that affects you a little bit, and I, and I understand that. But when we can come together... Open the Word of God, open the songbook, and see where we have the opportunity now just to thank God for who He is. For who He is. And we pour out our praise to Him. What a blessing that that is. Do you know that it is not possible to praise Him rightly and dishonor Him at the same time? So you know what that means? If your heart's not in it, you're not really praising Him. You're just going through the motions. Because these two things will not fit in the same box. Our life and our lips must be in harmony in this matter of praise. Psalm 9 and verse 1, the Bible says, I will praise Thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all Thy marvelous works. Notice, it's not to be half-hearted, it's to be whole-hearted of our praise. And, and again, I, I understand, we, we go through seasons of life where it seems that that's a struggle, but let that be an indicator to you, hey, something's amiss. Praise reminds us of our heart's condition, but number two, praise reminds us that our help is continuous. Praise reminds us that our help is continuous. Psalm 28 and verse 7, the Bible says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise Him. It's praise that reminds us of our heart's condition. It's praise that reminds us that our help is continuous. Those, and again, I've said we, we go through seasons, but those who are always depressed, those who are always spiritually dragging, mark it down. They do very little praising. Mark it down. Because when you start praising the Lord for who He is and all that He's done, and you start remembering that His help is continuous, that's going to change your mood. We must choose. Now, hear this, because remember, we talked about the sacrifice there in that one verse. We get to sacrifice thanksgiving. We must choose to praise Him when we're in the season of despair or in the spirit of depression. We must choose to praise Him because He's worthy. 
even if that means you have to make yourself do it. I say, preacher, but you said that that if I if I praise the Lord in my in my heart's not it's not no no no. But you need to keep praising the Lord, but get your heart right. Watch this, Habakkuk. I won't make you turn there, but it's in there. Habakkuk 3, verses 17 and 18. This is what he says. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. So what's that mean? He's got a stick in the dirt. The labor of the olives shall fail. No fruit. This this tree's dead. And the fields shall yield no meat. Man, there's no hope. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stall. Boy, that's a, that's delightful, isn't it? Isn't that just good news? Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. See, your circumstances, again, don't define you. The feeling that you're feeling in the moment doesn't define you. Because you know what? Your feelings will change. You say, well, how am I going to do that? Praise. Praise. Hebrews 13, 15. By Him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. You know, to sacrifice means it's going to cost you something. When you're going to sacrifice for something, you're going to now give something. Offer the sacrifice of Praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Why? He's worthy. Praise, it reminds us of our heart's condition. Praise reminds us that our help is continuous. Number three, praise reminds us that hope is confident. That our hope is confident. Praise reminds us that our hope is confident. Psalm 43 and verse 5. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? You ever ask yourself that? Why in the world am I in such a low place? Why in the world am I dragging? Why in the world is just everything just there? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. For I shall yet praise Him who is the health of my countenance. Say, what's the countenance? Your face. The health of my countenance and my God. We live in a world filled with hopelessness. And this hopeless world searches everywhere and tries everything looking for hope. And all the while, the Lord is right there ready to hear, ready to help, ready to heal. And folks just won't look to Him. And I tell you today, our hope in Him is not a wish. It's a confident trust in His truth. He is good. He is merciful. He is worthy. If your praise is suffering because your confidence has been shaken by doubts and fears, just praise God and keep praising Him. You say, well, 
I don't know if this is, is helping me. Well, let me give you this last one. If nothing else has, this one ought to. Number four, praise reminds us that He's coming again. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 3, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. My Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto Myself that where I am, there ye may be also. Now, now would you just hear this this afternoon? I may not know what's coming tomorrow or in the year ahead. You may not know what's coming tomorrow or in the year ahead. But one thing that I do know without any doubt, Jesus is coming again. And because of that, and that alone, I can keep praising the Lord and pointing others to Him because He is coming again. Our text, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. No matter what has happened in the past, no matter what happens in the future, it is my prayer for you and for me, that 2024 will be for us a year of praise. Amen. Of wholehearted praise to a God that's so praiseworthy. A year that the redeemed of the Lord thankfully say that He is good indeed. Amen. I challenge you with this and we're done. When you don't know what to do, You're wondering what you ought to do. Here's three things. Praise Him for who He is. We saw that already. Praise Him for who He is. You don't know what's ahead? Praise Him for all He's done. And certainly you can look back and see the blessings of God. You don't know what to do? And praise Him for who He is. Praise Him for all He's done. Praise Him for what He will continue to do. Why? Because His mercy endureth forever. Just keep praising the Lord.